Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Welcome to Midnight Snack, everybody. I'm Michelle Collins. I gotta say, I, I'm cramping. My entire body is a tight fist of just um, hormones. And I gotta say this, I'm in a great mood. I'm like, physically, I don't feel well, but mentally, I feel great. So that's really a first. And I'm just so excited to be here with I'm really in a good mood. I don't know what it is. I'm just feeling great. I'm Michelle Collins. I'm here with Dan Acton. Hi, Dan. Hey. Hey, Michelle. You look great. Do I? I actually, you know, it's so funny. I um, yeah. texted our producer Chelsea before the show and said, listen, I'm really crampy. 
I'm, I'm not a stitch of makeup on. I was like, I don't want to turn the cameras on today. I don't know if she texted that yeah. to you. I was like, I don't want to turn cameras yeah. on. And she goes, don't yeah. stress about it. I go, perfect. And so we have Jordan Carlos on the show who is just get ready for like one of the most fun hours we've done. He's so funny. And yeah. so he was like, no, leave the camera on. And now I'm like, yeah, I have no makeup on. Like I look like shit, but I'm having fun. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> the hormones are flowing. Yeah. Grandpa they, Munster. T- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Danny, Danny, first and foremost, uh, well, you also look good. You've changed something about your appearance. Is it new glasses? What's the change? Oh, thanks. Um, I'm, I avoided getting a haircut for longer than I usually do. And l- like the beard is sort of coming out. Okay. I think that's it. You, Cause I, I you sent me a picture yeah. and I was like, okay, who like Sigmund Freud called and he wants his face back. You, but in a good way. Sigmund Freud. Okay. Albert Einstein called. He wants his brain back <laughs> with the face of Sigmund Freud. <laughs> no, but in a good way. You looked hot. You looked like a hot hipster Sigmund, Thanks. you know? Oh, thank you. Um, I had a very funny thing happen today that I have to share with you. And it's funny because the, I, I told, uh, you know, I shouldn't even say this. I did tell the story on Sirius and I really go out of my way not to double dip stories, but this yeah. is a call to action and I've decided that I need to um, amplify it in order, and you'll understand why at the end, why I've decided to tell it here as well, because I'm asking something of you, the listener, and so I need everyone to hear it. Okay. And I hope, because I told it very funny this morning, I really hope I still have it in me. So, you know, people who listened last week know that I um, rented a car a couple weeks ago and it got broken into and my bag was stolen. And then the update was that it was I found it via my AirPods at the police station. And by the way, they still have not sent it to Florence two weeks later. And I told uh, people that I met who live here about it. And they were like, oh, you know, you're never seeing the bag. And I said, but they have it. I said, but they have it there. And they said it would take two weeks to go. No, no, no. I don't think you understand. They said, say goodbye to it. They will never send it. And I said, well, what if I, what if I rent a car? It's in Perugia. It's like, two hours what if i rent a car and drive there because i really want to get my fucking glasses it's forget the bag so i literally want to say to them just mail me my glasses that's it that's the only thing i need and they go no we don't think you get it they're like you can drive there (laughs) they will not find it they go you will never see it again and i was like okay so that's the update about the bag is that i probably will never get it but I did something wild. Good thing they told. Go on. Good thing they told you they found it. Anyways, so it's just like brownie points that they found it. Yeah, and we he, solved the case. Exactly. Don't, don't ask for it though. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Ah, uh, no. Uh, you'll never get it. Uh, but amazing, we have it. Uh, someone who's like totally like, fine. Po- <laughs> Like posting on Instagram, like posing with it, like going out. <laughs> like the, what the TSA found. It's on the TSA account. I'm like, how yeah, did they right? even yeah, get yeah. this? No. So. um, I'm pissed about the glasses thing, but it's fine. But more so than that, I was really scarred after the car got broken into because, you know, yeah. that really, the thing that hurt me wasn't what well, they took. It was the car. I swear to you, even though it wasn't my car, like the window breaking, it just was like very scarring. And I decided yeah. I need to rewrite history because up until that point, I had had like seriously one of the best days driving in Italy. I remember thinking like, it's just so free. I feel so adult. I feel independent. I have a car. It's like a great thing. So I decided to rent a car again. Um, Now, the place that I rented from the first time was called Tuscany by Car. Okay. They have great reviews. 
Obviously, I couldn't go back there because how could I possibly ever show my face in that place again? I could never go yeah, back. Yeah, you already, you, you already cracked up their car. Yeah, I already, I already <laughs> fucked up their Jeep Cherokee. Like, I can't go back. So I find another place called Europe Car. I'm like, amazing. Book a Mercedes. Listen to this. It was dirt cheap for the weekend. I show up with like my bags, like the whole thing. This was on Friday. It's directly across a very tiny street from Tuscany by car. So I had to like comb my hair like do a full cousin it part to like see the doorway i like and but i'm also shoulder wise you can't miss me so i was like trying to hunch in i just did not want them seeing me anyway they ended up giving me a volkswagen t-rock okay charles s dutton's t-rock whatever that means it's an suv (laughs) i discover right outside of florence this is another shopping story but i'm gonna make it quick i hope I discover that there's a company store for Salvatore Ferragamo, the shoe and leather bag maker, famous, also does clothing, but known for the shoes and bags. And it has some reviews. And I think, wow, I've not heard anybody talk about this outlet. It's like 20 minutes from Florence on the way on my little weekend. I had the most beautiful weekend. I went to Luca. I went to... um, Cinque Terre, which kind of sucked. But then I went to Portofino and Santa Margarita. It was... I have to tell wow. you, when I think about the things I've seen this weekend, I feel like I'm in a fairy tale. Like it was not trying to sound yeah, yeah. obnoxious. It was really um, just an amazing weekend. But this was before all that happened. So I get in the T-Rock and I drive it 20 minutes to this little, what they say is this outlet. And I turn in and it's a gravel. It's like a warehouse district. It's clearly the Ferragamo factory, right? There's gravel road. There's no parking spots at all. Now, after what happened, I'm like sketchy with the parking. I'm very careful with the car now, you know, that God forbid. Yeah, yeah. Gravel parking. <laughs> like, can you just open the doors? I'll drive right in. I'm just like grabbing things into the car. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm thinking there's no way there's a store here. There's not a sign. There's nothing. There's like a big fence. I mean, it looked like a jail, if I'm going to be honest. Seriously. And, but I see a very handsome guy filling up his white BMW with these shopping bags, Ferragamo bags. So I go, uh, Scoozy, he spoke English. He was very handsome, really. And I said, where's, where's all this? Where'd you get all this? <laughs> and he went, oh, right there. Like go right in there. So I go into this like industrial fence and I walk into a store, literally not a sign outside. I walk in, no one stops me. And it's indeed a company store, but everything is like, like bags that were $3,000 or 300. Basically everything was 90% off of retail is wow. what it boils down to. Okay. So right. shoes, flats were 70 euro, boots were a hundred. I mean, it's unheard of for these, the quality, wow. it's crazy. Now, you know, yeah. old Jew eyes, my nickname, you know, I love a bargain and I love, <laughs> and I love the hunt. I love the Martha hunt of it all. I love digging and finding. It's just, it's where I feel happy. I really am like a little truffle pig, you know? And yeah. so I go to the shoes, I'm trying things on, I'm really taking my sweet time. And then I look around, I'm the only person in the whole store. And the guy is like, um, we're closing in five minutes. By the way, at this point, I'm trying Uh-oh. on, exactly, yes, the panic. I'm trying <laughs> on like hideous like platform sneakers. I'm just like, whatever, I'm having fun. Yeah, and he's like, this is like supermarket sweep. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. It's like the Toys R Us five minute Jeffrey run. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, right. what? So now I like throw the shoes on the counter and these guys have no time one guy roberto shout out love him so much I, i'll say this and i said this on the show he um 
I don't want to guess his uh, background or what he's into, but I'll say this. He adored me and laughed at every single fucking thing I said. So I was like, Roberto, like he adored me. You got it. (laughs) He was so nice to me. And so I bought like the wallets were 60 euros. Dirt cheap. I ended up grabing Mm. this very beautiful bag. I'm happy I, I took it. But the whole thing, Dan, between all the shoes and everything, it was literally for nothing, for pennies. And wow. I say, well, you're, it was 2.30 when they closed, by the way. I say, well, what time are you opening? Are you opening oh. again? Yeah, it was 2.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, that's weird. So weird. I said, well, what time are you opening tomorrow? And he goes, no, we're, he goes, come back. We're not open Monday. Come back Tuesday. We, we open. I said, great. Okay. So I literally extend my vacation by a day so that I can drive. So that, <laughs> listen, no, I, I think you need to understand the stakes involved so that I can now drive back Tuesday morning, go on the way back to do the, you know, to work, have a whole plan right. set up. So this morning I wake up in uh, Santa Margarita at this villa, Gelsamino. It's so freaking gorgeous. They serve me breakfast. I feel like a queen. I get in that fucking T-Rock and I'm driving. <laughs> And it takes two hours to drive from uh, where I am to the outlet. So I'm in the car for two hours okay. and I'm booking it, by the way. I, people are like, oh, be careful. Italians are crazy. I'm like, are they? Because <laughs> I was smoking these people on the roof today. And by the way, they have no police. No cops do um, the radar guns here. They, have, they oh. don't have it. They have robots they have machines on the highway that literally will read. And if you're speeding, you automatically get a ticket. It takes a picture of your license. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I mean, that's smart. Did you get a ticket? Well, I hope not because ways will be <laughs> okay. like, oh, in 0.3 miles. But then I never really, I, uh, I may have at one point, but okay. I think I'm okay. Anyway, long story short, yep. I get now to the thing today and I'm, I show up and I pull into the gravel, disgusting driveway and... And this was at 11 this morning and this big heavy set Italian guard in Italian, he's like, they're not, they open at noon. Basically we figure it out. I go, okay. Uh, okay. So now I have an hour to kill. Yeah. I go to the freaking gas station. I'm like, I have nothing to do for an hour. I'm in the <laughs> middle of freaking nowhere. Okay. <laughs> I go back at 11:50, and now there's some people milling about all very well dressed people, yeah. BMWs, Porsches, but not too, like no one's there. But I'm first in line, baby. I'm first. I wait there first. And noon comes and a very stoic looking man opens the gate, like this big metal gate. And, and he goes, do you have an invitation? Oh, no. And I said, I'm so, I go, I sure do. Like, you know that I'm so, I'm so yeah, accustomed. Good, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, yes. And he goes, oh, where is it? I go, well... <laughs> <laughs> I go, of course I have an invitation. Like I play along right away. And I go, well, um, is Roberto working? Cause I'm like, Roberto will fucking hook it up. Cause like we were literally yeah, on the floor. That's funny. I go, is Roberto working? He goes, yeah. no, I'm Simone. Raven Simone, my nickname. I go, Raven Simone. I go, okay. <laughs> I say, uh, well, Roberto told me to come back today. Like, I mean, he invited he, me. He invited, they did. I didn't know. And by the way, yeah, yeah. and I said to him, I literally rented a car to come here which is a half lie but it's sort of true i extended the rental by a day to go right so and he's like you need and you need a name so i pull up and i'm like oh listen i said i don't i i said they told me i rented the car they told me to come back today i was here friday and at this point he's just taking people behind me and by the way i was gonna lose my shit because literally it was like mom dad 50 kids and he's like, oh, you know, Monica? Okay, come on right in. And all the kids, oh, I'm going, can't I be a kid? Make me the kid. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right? 
He was being a dick. And Mama. Mama. Good memory. Oh, wow. Dan's good. Mama. The beginning of all my problems was the fucking mama guy at the sandwich shop. So wait. So make a long story short, because I feel like the story's tracking. He will not let me in. And I'm like, wait. And I'm, I'm the whole weekend. I'm like salivating at the deals. Yeah. I, like I'm genuinely, my trip was better because I kept thinking at the end of this whole thing, <laughs> you get to go back to that store. And like, I have friends right. who I told about it, who were like, Oh my gosh, I need a new wallet or this. And I was going to go and buy people uh, things. I was yeah. like really excited. And he wouldn't yeah. let me in. And he actually turned another woman. I almost <gasps> said another middle-aged woman, sad lady who drove there. <laughs> Um, she looked like uh, what's the name um, uh, Dee Dee from uh, Drew Carey show what was the name of that woman from Drew Mimi oh with the Mimi yeah. eye makeup okay <laughs> rest in peace right. she's probably alive anyway so no so watch her die tomorrow and like we have to edit this fucking show anyway is she alive she may not be alive okay anyway he would not let me in but he also turned her away so now the reason why I'm telling the story and I'm, and by the way, I spent 45 minutes talking about this this morning cause I was so fired up. Sure. <laughs> so I feel like 10 minutes is sparing people. Here's what I'm going to say. If you know any employee at Salvatore Ferragamo. Okay. And I mean, anybody in America, in Italy, wherever I need you to DM me. I need them to put me in the system. I have to be able to march back into that store with my head held high. So Simone can eat my shit. I have to go back. I'm not, I'm like George Costanza. I cannot let things go. I can't. I hold a grudge forever. People will tell you this about me. I do. It's fun for me. I enjoy it. Is it going to shorten my lifespan? hundred percent. I'm not living long. I know that for sure. A hundred percent. Oh, I already know. I'm like, Oh, live angry. <laughs> <laughs> too angry Tell to me live something. Too, uh, you want to be alive for 85 uh, years on this planet not me no, oh my god no way. hold on a minute no please 60 <laughs> good years i'm thrilled i'm like you know what Fabulous. Beam, me up. <laughs> <laughs> beam me up betty that's what i'm gonna say so ooh, my battery's dying anyway long story short um so yeah so if you know anyone please please reach out to your friends post uh, on the metaverse i need to get in the system <laughs> you have to dm me on instagram at mishcall m-i-c-h-c-o-l-l there will be a ferragamo gift in it for you i promise you that much i i have to have this happen i will rent the car again i will go there mm. I'm telling you, I will not leave Florence until I'm able to go back to that store. I am mentally <laughs> ill. And I say that scientifically. I'm not mocking the mentally ill. I literally am. And uh, and that's the end of my story about this morning. I just, I was like absolutely Ugh. freaking seething. That is so frustrating. <laughs> Wait, I, and by the way, in that famous hour that I had to kill, like genuinely like yeah, curling my hair right. with my fingers, I got gas down the street and I'm positive the guy who was like kind of hitting on me, he pumped it for me. Do you know how much a tank of gas costs? I can't decide how he fucked me on this because even if he put in the most expensive <laughs> gas, are you ready? Are you, you're not ready. What? Any amount I'm going to say, you're going to be like, oh, you're not ready for what I'm going to say for one tank, 10 gallons in the T-Rock. 100 euros i will send you the <laughs> really? email from wow. the gas station i don't know what kind of black diamond gold <laughs> from outer space the sotheby's auction if wow. you guys have, what the fuck did he put in this t-rock that cost me 100 euros <laughs> for 10 gallons imperial gallons of gas anyway imperial that's my story <laughs> so please reach out and it's a good story though isn't it like 
Yeah, that's frustrating. It's like getting blue balled with a bargain. Like, you know what I mean? And the funny thing is, and I just to point Please. out what? Please make this a happy ending <laughs> for this call, <laughs> no, ladies and gentlemen. Like, Please. I, I'm telling you. Wait, I also, you know, it's funny because I was thinking like, Michelle, you actually, you already got lucky once. Like you got to go in because I actually said, well, is there a day when like just yeah. the riffraff like myself can come in? And he said, no. So I sort of already got the hookup once by accident. Wait, what if you came because you came at the end of the day? Yes. So Salvatore was like off. Simone was not there, so, but I know. Simone, whatever. Um, so I'm wondering if uh, go back when Friday, the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, if you know, if the listeners don't come through, I here's <laughs> which, the truth. I know they will. Here's the truth about me. You may. You want to show it to them? No, no, no. The opposite. I actually okay. only, of course, no. want to go back when he's not there because the way that I ended and I went. Here's the two things I'm worried about. One is I'm worried that I got Roberto in trouble because I said, like, I really hope I didn't. That would make me feel uh, bad. And I really, he yeah. shouldn't. He was such a lovely guy that would actually fucking yeah, kill me. Yeah, yeah. Number one. Number two, I ended this interaction with Simone by saying, <laughs> I, I said, let me tell you something. You're no Roberto. And then I walked away. <laughs> Which is just like so dumb, but he wasn't because you know what else I noticed he, when he turned the other people away in Italian. Let me take, say this: take that. When I tur- exactly when he turned the other people away in Italian, he was really nice. Like I could hear it in his voice; he was quite mm. warm. And I don't think it was like a language problem. I think it was an American problem. I think he just did not want to look at my fucking ass standing there, so he was just like a piece of shit. Okay. Obviously, okay. I want to go back when he's not there. But in case I go yeah. back and he is, I can't risk it again. Like, I have to be able to go in. Like, I can't. Right. So I won't yeah, go back yeah, yeah. unless I have the official thing. I can't risk it again. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, my God. Was, I'm, um, I'm was Mimi American or was she? Uh, Mimi? Uh, yeah. Check. Famously check. Oh. No, I have no idea. Oh, okay. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> no, I mean the person that was with you. Not the literally Mimi. <laughs> the person we're calling Mimi. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> let me get on drewcarrytrivia.org <laughs> I mean the person <laughs> literally two idiots um, Mimi was Italian Mimi was Italian and then there was another couple okay. and I will say they were quite hot man and a woman they were like sexy i was like okay like and they were also turned away and actually the funniest part of the story is that after i got rejected i still stood back and watched i i saw him i only left after he rejected other people oh yeah because i had to know that it wasn't a me i'm i'm an absolutely abnormal person i mean there's no doubt but it's like i had to know i'm sorry i'm also human yeah and it is what it is and that's the end all right I think this is going to turn around for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, don't be embarrassed. Maybe um, don't tell the friend you reach out to the whole story, like the you're no Roberto part. <laughs> I just, right, yeah. you know, maybe I should have like sweetened this story <laughs> I, a little bit. Go on. I was sweet as pie. I have this friend <laughs> who's just angelic. I know. And, uh, and by the way, can I say that the guys from Friday 
were so sweet. And like, I was being funny and nice with them. Like we had a good time. So you know what I mean? Like I have a good reputation with two out of three of the employees that I've met there. That's a lot. (laughs) I think. Anyway, Dan, let's move along. What else? Dan, you always have some fun stuff to talk to me about. What's the latest? (laughs) Give me some. Let me see. Well, so I had like, it was a three day weekend here and I had like all these big plans I was completely blue balled at every turn no. because the, the weather was so bad. <sighs> Literally blue balled. Yeah, so I was going to go out to the city and party and everything. And, and also, there's a global pandemic. So, so people, those two things together. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody wanted to hang out. Well, let me tell you, if you're worried about catching COVID, might I recommend doing this little weekend trip I did? Because no, the, the, <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you this. The secret to not catching Omicron or any of the shit is going yeah. to places where people summer in the winter and vice versa. Because there was yeah. nobody <laughs> there. When I tell you, and by the way, I want to just remind people, I left America before Omicron. Like I left in November. Like, I probably would not have gone on a plane with the outbreak. I probably would have not gone. So, because yeah, I think yeah. people are like, how are you there? I'm like, I've been here for like two and a half months. You know what I mean? Like that Yeah, you backs, got there before the whole... Yeah. The resurgence kind of thing. But people also just want to be mad. And I respect that. I mean, for God's sake, look at me. Um, but I will say this, that I went to uh, restaurants there where... I mean, I was... When I say the only person, it was hilarious. And they all were like... All these lovely servers would be so nice to me. They were so happy just to have anyone to cook for. They're just dying out there. I mean, it's awful. And it's so fucking cheap. <sighs> it's, I don't know. It looked beautiful. Oh, my God. I'm I'm not trying to, like, rub it in. And I realize that it's probably hard for some people to, like, <sighs> you know, I-, I would be annoyed if I'm in oh. snowy New York seeing someone in beautiful <laughs> Italy being like, I hope this bitch drops dead. I respect that energy big time. What I'll say is this. <laughs> It is so dirt cheap there. I had lunch um, yesterday sitting. It was like 55 degrees, which is actually warm. Like in the sun, you're hot. Yeah. Uh, And I was sitting like watching the waves crash, dogs like running in the fucking water. And I had a pasta that I've never had before. Wait, I took a picture of it. I keep calling it Medillin, but that's not the name of it. I had a pasta called Mandilli. Have you ever heard of this? No. No. It's basically what kind of pasta is it? It's like wonton wrappers. It's just like square, very, very oh. thin, square-shaped pasta. Ooh, that's nice with like ragu or like a or they put or it with pesto that I've never had such delicious pesto in my entire mm. fucking life. It was pure garlic and fresh greens and che- I'm drooling thinking about it. It was I'm not just saying this, probably one of the best things I've eaten on this whole trip. It was eight euro. Like, how are, they make, how are they making money? I don't get it. <laughs> On the gasoline, they make it up. So I already, I'm actually excited to talk about this because I went off on a whole rant about just as a Jewish woman, how I am feeling like with all of these anti-Semitic attacks recently, the silence is yeah. deafening folks, letting you know, I feel like uh, the only place I read about it was Maybe on CNN.com. I saw almost no tweets about it. I saw no Instagram posts about it. Okay. So my mom sent me the social cues from the Times. I think it's a week old, if I'm not mistaken. But whenever my mom texts me, uh, you know, it's going to be pretty good. Okay. She wrote, meaning this letter writer, while out to brunch with a friend, I noticed that other tables had gotten bread baskets before their food was served, but we hadn't. 
Now I have to stop right there already because I'm extremely fired up already. That was what? 12, 13, 13 words. This almost ties into the Ferragamo story in a way. It's about, it does because equity. it's, it was say it again. Equity. It's not equity. It's like fairness. It's fairness. So if you're at a restaurant yeah. And other people have bread. You know what drives me nuts? And I bet you everyone listening does this. If you sit down at a restaurant and you're thirsty and you ask for water and they go, be right back. And then they don't come back for 20 minutes, but you notice that every other table around you has water. That shit stings. Like you're like, bring me my fucking water. Like it's, I just need water. Yeah. I'm thirsty. Right. Okay. Right. I'm very, I'm very turned on by this. Cause I know where it's at. <laughs> uh, this writer continues. She says, my friend said, I only noticed this because I'm Jewish. Okay. <laughs> First of all, maybe this bitch was fucking hungry. Maybe this bitch was hungry. I'm sorry. That has nothing to do with Judaism. That has to do with, yeah. I want some bread. I would like, you know, to quote that guy, Vinnie Thomas, who you know I love so much, who had the, um, he had that viral video about a pigeon at Pride. Throw some bread. Yeah. That video. I've <laughs> right, watched yeah. it a hundred times. <laughs> I see you throwing that glitter. Throw bread. <laughs> like you want bread. That's it. Yeah. She says, I told her that statement was hurtful and rude, which by the way. Yes, it is. It's, it's so racist. Yes. <laughs> she apologized, but then said that someone who wasn't Jewish wouldn't notice something like that. Now, let me also say this. <laughs> Hold on a minute. You know, it's hard for me actually to speak to this because as a Jew, it's a hundred percent something we notice. So I don't know, Dan, is that you're not Jewish? Is that something you would notice right. if you sat down and were hungry that all the other tables had bread yeah. and you didn't? Yeah. What I notice is every once in a while, you'll just get in this like negative zone of service where like, you know, that you are being ignored a hundred percent and everybody else Thank is you. picking up their food or everybody else is getting it. And of course you, you realize that you're in the dead zone and you're just you're in the dead fucked. zone. And I noticed it. And if somebody said you just noticed it because you're uh, whatever, it's <laughs> like be very funny. It's funny, and but it's very rude. And by the way, this is to quote Uncle Leo. Everything always comes back to Seinfeld for me, as you know. I bet that chef is an anti-Semite. This is a real thing. <laughs> like, I bet you that server is an anti-Semite. Well, I... Go well, on. <laughs> Well, what I love about the friend is that like, no, 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 I, I'm not saying that you just oh, like, okay, it's not that you noticed it because you're Jewish. It's that if you weren't Jewish, you wouldn't notice it. Like That's how she covers. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Clearly, this is. Let, a, me, re let me rephrase this. <laughs> she says three weeks later, the person wrote, I'm still upset about this. I prefer not to see her again. But my husband says I have to confront her advice. Wow. This is. um. By the way, this is honestly for me and anyone who listens to me knows like I am while religiously not very Jewish, I'm quintessentially culturally very Jewish. Like it is the Larry David school of upbringing, you know, of yeah. uh, wanting fairness. It's not about wanting more, by the way, although when you get more, right. it's fabulous. But like who wouldn't feel <laughs> that way? But it's about fairness. It's about. Yeah. You know, even at the Ferragamo store today, it's like seeing other people go in and like not being allowed in, like really <laughs> right. rubbed me the wrong way, especially because I was once let yeah. in already. I was like, please don't deny <laughs> me the one thing I was looking forward to most 
I mean, and I saw the most beautiful sights known to man and the store was going to be the highlight, the second visit. Cause I was like, I can't wait to go back in because I had no time last time, you know? Anyway, uh, would you confront the friend? You know, it's funny. It's interesting because I think I give good advice and yet I was, I realized this weekend, I don't think I do. I had a moment. Someone asked me for advice in a similar way. I, I am pulling to read, to quote Seinfeld again, a bit of the old rabbi when he goes, I met a woman, let's call her Elaine. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't mean to air my friend's business, so I will keep it. I will keep it so vague that I won't even talk about it. But someone asked me advice about how to like basically patch up a fight. And my advice in this case was to say, hey, you know, and I'm very honest, it's someone I adore. And I said, listen, you know, maybe you did do something wrong. I'm of the school where... If I ever feel like I'm in the wrong at all, I apologize immediately. Like I don't even Yeah. My and, yeah. and you know what's funny is that you know they say like don't expect to be treated the way you treat people. And so and I don't I don't live by that and it's caused me a lot of social problems because for me if a friend says to me and it's happened here and there where someone says listen you hurt my feelings with this or whatever. Of course, never right. my intention to hurt anyone, or maybe in some case, maybe I was processing my own hurt with something with them, you know, underlying, yeah. whatever. But the first thing you do is apologize because to me, it's so not worth losing a friendship over something so stupid and petty that can so be easily patched up with an apology. And I'll be honest, yeah. and I've had other friendships that have gone sour because, I mean, things that really did hurt my feelings because they just weren't willing to just say, hey, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. I care about you. That's it. Right, right. And like that level of pettiness to me, if you can't even as a friend, yeah. uh, by the way, it sounds like I'm talking about you. This is not about Dan. I'm like, I'm like as a <laughs> friend, I'm like staring at you down. <laughs> this is not about Dan at all. No, what I'm saying, but you know, and because I've done this, like if and Dan, maybe you don't agree or agree, but it's like if I know that I've hurt someone's feelings, someone who I truly care about. And if I don't like the person, yeah. then of course I don't care. Maybe I need a distance from that person. Not don't care, but you know what I mean? Like it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, if, exactly. it's, if it's someone I care about. So I take that when someone won't apologize as a straight up fuck you and uh, you're not worth it. That's how I take it. I know that. Yeah, I'm I totally up. agree. Yeah, go on. I mean, so one time I, a friend of mine at the last minute um, left his dog with me because he was going away for the weekend oh and boy. plans fell through. So, so I had to like take care of this dog. I, I don't have pets, whatever. I put the dog in my bedroom and closed the door thinking that the dog would like chill out. Oh, no. You know, get it. Get get relaxed. Oh, no, Dan. Uh, he, he got too relaxed or actually too hyper. But so, so I, you know, I opened the door. I check on him. He's, he's laying on the bed. Okay, great. Um, I check on him later. He gets up, shake it. He's so like nervous about no, it. No, no. He is wet my entire bed, <gasps> like down to the mattress. No. So, uh, and this is somebody that I was, I didn't even consider. It was like, hey, do, I have this last minute question. You know, please take care of my dog. Can you do it right now? I'll bring wow. over the stuff. I was like, yeah, okay. So I was so, I, I, I wasn't, you know, you're you're angry, but obviously it's not this person's fault. But I'm like, I'm angry. I'm in this situation. And I actually thought that I would never be able, it would never be like even. And then he took me out when, when he came back, finally, he took me out to the best dinner 
like just over generous, expensive dinner, wine, best restaurant, my favorite restaurant. Okay. And was I was actually at the, uh, it was over two, two, it was probably two or 300. No, but no, no, no. That's Wait, not what I asked. Ask how much was it? Okay, <laughs> hold on a minute. What is this now? Because I'm Jewish? Is it because I'm Jewish? I'm just Jewish? saying if you weren't Jewish, you wouldn't have asked that. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I asked you, where was it? Would I ever oh, ask was you? It? It was, oh my God. I don't know. You said it's your it was, favorite uh, restaurant. It was by my neighborhood. It's like, it's a it's the Italian restaurant uh, by my my place. Uh, I just Vini want the listener to know Uli, I'm a little offended whatever. by that. Maybe Daniel <laughs> apologize. Maybe I'm joking. Get going. So he yeah, yeah. treats you wine to um, you. Yeah, yeah, and like so, I, it's somebody that I've known for years, and so I was like, I actually accept your apology. I'm like happy with this. I've been made whole by this like wow. evening. It was so nice. Yeah, but that's a, it's like so, a gesture. And you know what? I mean, in this case, you actually did lose something. Obviously, I'm sure you had to. Meanwhile, you're yeah. like, no, I still use that comforter. <laughs> no, I still. Yeah, it's. I just it's flipped it over. <laughs> I flipped just, it over. Um, no, but it's it's the <laughs> gesture of it all. So anyway, that's the first segment. What I can tell you is Jordan Carlos is our guest today. He is such a bright ray of sunlight. I just adore him and he's so, so, so funny. Get ready for one of the best episodes. Here it is. I'm going to start by saying already the problem with this guest. It's so funny that I'm starting with the problem because he's arguably the <laughs> nicest, funniest, sweetest person in comedy is that we have so oh. much catching up to do that we hadn't even started recording. And it was like, gah, 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 gah. like we were just, I couldn't wait to hit record. That's very kind. It's true, Jordan Carlos. Let me be a host and let me introduce you like a real host. <laughs> I pretend this is like a some kind of professional podcast, even though it's really just me talking to my friends. First of all, a comedian, you can see him at Union Hall in Brooklyn, Sunday, January 30th and Thursday, February 6th. Union Hall, so much fun. Um, I assume on your Instagram, they can go buy tickets to that, Jordan. They can go right to get to that. Um, I have Linktree. I'm really um, Linktree. Definitely on the internet now, but doesn't have an OnlyFans uh, link. Okay, not uh, yet. But not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not ever. <laughs> uh, tr- trying to maintain that marriage. Um, but yeah, uh, please come out. I'm working on uh, the show. Is called uh, Are You Still Doing Stand Up? And that's uh, funny. I am. That's the, yeah, that, <laughs> that's that the is hilarious. So first of all, go follow Jordan <laughs> at Jordan Carlos Official on Instagram and at Jordan Carlos on Twitter. Hold on, Jordan. That title is so (laughs) funny because if i could tell you the amount of times people have asked me that like hey are you still doing stand-up and it's like (laughs) well no because i haven't gotten on a stage since um i think february of 2020 of 2020 wow no michelle uh, i'm gonna just say this right now as a psa and i'm not being uh in any way um motivated or hired to say this you need to have an hour because Mm -hmm. You're stand- I'm sure you've heard this before, but it's like, yes, I'll it's one again. of these things. I'll listen again. You'll listen again. I love uh, you so much. Talk to me. Well, I, I hate when you, when you were doing standup, I hated following you because it was like ether. It was always like ether. And then I'd have to like go up and be like, listen to these insects about my girlfriend. It was like so boring. That's not true. So boring. You're, like, let just, me say, yeah, I feel yeah. like I can't remember if the last time I saw you, you, I have a horrible memory just so you know. So this is, uh, 
I remember I did adulting with you and Michelle Buteau in Brooklyn. You were amazing. Yes. Which was so much fun. But then I also ran into you in LA. That had to be before Brooklyn, I think. When I randomly saw you yes. at the Pikey, I think, on Sunset. Yes. Yes. And yes. we ended up having dinner together. We were with a group of people. I only remember yes. you. And I feel like your wife was there or girlfriend at the time. Maybe. Yes. My, yeah. Um, no, my wife was there. Definitely yes. there. <laughs> no, and, oh, and, and, and his girlfriend was there. He's busy. That's why he doesn't do stand-up anymore. He's too busy. He's busy. Oh no, that God. was years ago, though. That had to be like five years yeah. ago where I saw you there. You yeah, we were and kids. I, we're not built for L.A. Can I say that in the, in the nicest way, complimentary way possible? Well, you embrace black. You embrace black, and uh, not just the people, the color and the black people. in all its many, and the people. Yeah. I, I mean, that's your fave color and you look great in it. Thank you. I'm the kind of person where it's like, I have to be like, um, I'm colorful for winter because no one believes that I'm like, <laughs> I can't pull it off. I can't pull it off. I have to see this like little pop of at least a little color. And then I have He's color got a, I'm going to yeah. describe it QVC style. Jordan Carlos right now, always dressed impeccably has on, I would call it a dusty blue Johnny collared Jesus cable Christ. knit sweater. <laughs> it's exactly what you're wearing. It's gorge. Warby Parker's or Saul mascots. How did you know? Because uh, yes, obviously yes. Warby's <laughs> come on. And I'm going to say hat wise. Can I be honest with you? I think the hat is probably from an independent men's boutique in Brooklyn. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Can I God. say you're not? Go on. You're, you're like a. You're not a mentalist. You're a judgmentalist, and I that's love this. <laughs> that's brilliant. Wait a minute, Jordan Carlos. Yeah. Did we just come yeah. up with a show together? <laughs> did we just invent a freaking show? The judgmentalist is so funny. Did you just come up? With I that? think it's. I think it's a. I think yes. I we, yes we did. Okay, yes, let's ours. go to Earwolf right now and Earwolf, uh, or NBC, Stitcher honey. or whatever it is. Earwolf. I'm over <laughs> podcast. No offense. Earwolf, <laughs> baby. I don't need any more podcasting, quote unquote, money. I need money. <laughs> <laughs> I need money, money. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Uh, I yes. I I think you could be the judgmentalist because you're very good at just coming shy of like they aren't insults. They're no. just facts based upon the evidence put in front of you and like how you want to deal with that like you could definitely tell me like what neighborhood i live in at this point yeah that's true though i feel like based upon my clothing options and i just yeah i i think there's there's something to it i mean like who the judgmental are we gonna get for it's such a funny (laughs) idea it could be like i'm picturing almost like a judge judy for horrible people (laughs) basically i it could be one of many things i don't want to make like uh chrissy's court R.I.P. Quibby style, where you know what I said, <laughs> where um, uh, where I would be like maybe because like I love judging people, I really do love it so much. I don't like sure. being judged, but I love doing it obviously because I'm <laughs> insecure. Um, but I feel like okay, we have to take this off pod and discuss. Yeah, I know this is this is definitely like a, a sidebar chat. Like, but I feel as though you can take in how people what they're what they're giving you and then judge like mentally judge and make estimations about the person that's actually very true but i want you to know not only is it not insulting uh you're so beloved to me that i i would i'm hurt the idea i'm not just kidding you because i'm like i'm a water sign the idea of hurting you in any way would kill me do you understand what i mean like i would be i i would i would be the most decrepit like crypt keeping piece of shit in the world <laughs> to anyone who ever hurts you by the way 
Oh, no. Yes. I, You're I not mean, having it. I'm not. And you know, the funny thing is about these comedians, Jordan Carlos. Yes, they do. It's a tough business to be in when you're sensitive, it is isn't business. it? It's a very tough business to be in when you're sensitive. Uh, that's why I have a cockapoo and a loving wife <laughs> and who, who calls me, who calls me the black Rick Moranis. And that's totally oh fine. I've, I think I've I think I've I think I've definitely aged into it and I'm comfortable with it right now. By the that's way, my energy. OK. And yeah. you can tell your wife this because my I would say still one of my biggest crushes in the world, Rick Moranis. Oh, my God. Like shrunk them kids, uh, little shop, parenthood. Yes. When he yes. sings to that woman in that classroom in parenthood, I was like a little <laughs> girl, and I was moved. And he looks like just a guy in middle management, and I was just like that fucking hot <laughs> at like thirteen years old. I was like fucking that's it. Absolutely, and the woman that he's married to. Let's be objective about this. Is way like just a way better looking human being than yeah. out of his league and for like, sure. <laughs> way out of his league but i think it's also the mom in honey i shrunk the kids oh, i think they it? come back for more yeah yeah totally. wait that's funny i i'm willing to bet i'm willing to risk it all i'm willing to risk it all well that's the name of the new show we're doing the judgmentalist and risking it all risking <laughs> yeah. it all it's a rick moranis Risk. game show where jordan <laughs> carlos basically looks so dumb honestly i'm having the best time can i be honest with you i'm oh I have like horrible God. cramps and uh, you know when i do the podcast because i do the serious show and then i have to do the podcast and i'm, I'm always like sure. "Ooh, i gotta like muster the energy up colonel muster the energy and i'm like yes. flying so high with you right now can we stop talking about myself and talk about you uh, yeah okay but i'll probably redirect it to you no but, no no. yeah go ahead i'm, I'm literally yeah, okay. i I'm, okay. I'm so sick of myself but you can i i'm gonna open with something very shallow but i have to say it Okay. I have a lot of friends with kids, Jordan Carlos, and I mean a lot. And they'll send me pictures of the kids, and I'm like, okay, like, and some are very cute, and some are less so. But I'm always like, yeah, okay, kids, kids, kids. Your family, and I swear this is coming from like the uh, obviously non creepiest, (laughs) most beloving way ever. You have the most beautiful family I have ever seen in my life. You post pictures of them, and I'm like, these are the best looking children, wife, husband. What what is the what's the secret? What's the secret? Well, um, okay. So the way I'm, I was like my wife, when I met her, she, I met her at a nightclub and we were, we were talking oh. about like the civil war in us history. And I was like, oh. I cannot let this beautiful creature get away. She, so like, uh, zoom to us having babies, but I didn't, I didn't know that they'd be that cute and adorable. And it's really weird to walk around with adorable children mm. because like, it's another like it's another way of being treated like yeah. people like give us free stuff and like want to talk to the kids and like things like that and it's really it's it's different and strange but kind of fascinating and i am like the little you know i'm the ogre on the outside which is really which is great i'm like <laughs> beauty and the beast these kids what are you talking about i'm like, whatever i'm the chewbacca and the, and, okay. and i'm along you're for the hot ride. jordan and carlos i say this as i a go on hey now hey now i added the color michelle and that's that's about it but um <laughs> but my wife is my wife's so good looking that they could not help but be good looking and it's it's like i'll i'll put a, a post of myself it's like you know i get uh, a number of likes and then my children and people are like oh my oh my god oh my god so yeah yeah it's it's uh it's weird and my daughter isn't gonna have an awkward stage i know i can tell i and can tell can i be honest with you and how old is she 11 how old's her daughter she's now she's nine years old only nine 
I got to tell you something and you're talking to the queen of the awkward stage. Okay. I was, you know, I was a very cute little kid. Again, it's back to me, but just quickly, I'll say it. (laughs) I don't have children to compare it to other than myself. I was an adorable little kid. Very funny. I hit nine and I got very tall and I just was truly I mean, I think I only, I I might still be in the awkward stage, but really only very recently, but I was a very strange looking teenager. And it's one of the reasons why I am the way I am today. Like, I think that that awkward stage is why comedians cushion the trauma and their childhood trauma with laughter, because it's how, at least for me, I made friends. But is she funny? Because I got to tell you something, and I I hope this doesn't sound remotely creepy. By the way, I have two nieces. I've like never, and I love my nieces, but I've never sent my brother a DM being like, they are so cute. I literally <laughs> send you one every time you post a picture of your family. I'm like, oh my God, this it, family. It's, it's too much. True. You did that. And I, I appreciate that. And it's, you were like, you're like, they glow. And I was like, oh my God, thank you, Michelle. They do. But there's some, there's symmetrical people and symmetrical people don't have to be funny. No. Like I was like, I had like a big old Will Cosby uh, nose in, and, and yeah. On. And so that's what I, yeah, I had that. I had to grow into that. I had to grow into my adenoids. All this stuff, like, you know, so, like, I, of course I had a fresh, hot 10 for the class, uh, you know, at, at the cafeteria. Yeah. But my kids are, like, they don't have to do – my, my son is beloved in his class. I bet. Uh, he, he, already has, he already has a flex. He has, he has his first crush smush. Like, like How old is he? Kinsey. Look, so, uh, Malcolm's five. Oh, my God. He's Kinsey. That's already squared away. Like, it's already squared away. And she's, like, it, it's – I was like, to get that attention, when you, the confidence I would have, oh my God, Michelle. When like, you said Kinsey, I thought you were talking about the Kinsey scale. And I'm like, wow, and he's five. <laughs> I literally like did it. I was like, you know, trying to be modern. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's five. Uh-huh. Kinsey. An eight, a three. What are we thinking? And his I, girlfriend's I, so, name is Kinsey. That is. His girlfriend's name is Kinsey. His, that's his. Yeah, that's his flex. And it's, wow. it's really, it's, she wants to know what he's doing every day. And it's. It's to have that. I mean, I didn't really have like a latency period. I was definitely trying to find that romance when I was on the playground and it was not happening for me. But um, that's Aww. that's okay. That's, that's a story for another time. I watched too many romantic comedies when I was a kid. So here so did we I. are. But so did I. And you I'll did? tell you, romantic comedies, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Of course I did. I'm like a child of that. And I had, yeah. I remember my, I had my first yeah. date, I was in kindergarten and I remember it. And this was back when I was cute. This is back when I was hot. I was like five Your or six. Your first date in kindergarten? I did. I was really okay. a cute little kid. Like I, it's hard to imagine, but I promise. And at the time you, I was. Of course, you're beautiful. Of no, course no, no. you were a cute But little, I looked yes. like a little dolly. And I had a date with this kid named Kevin, who was actually like kind of chubby. Like he wasn't a hot kid. I'll tell you that. He was not a hot kid. He you wasn't, were, but I was. You're being merciful. You're being merciful. I was being so sure. fucking nice. But we went to see. Yeah. I was so excited about my date, and I remember I took a nap, and I was like, "Oh God, your date's tonight." And I woke <laughs> up at like, I don't know, six, and I thought I missed it, and I started to cry. Like I was so. Ex- oh, no. I'm still the same way now. Isn't that funny? Forty years old. I still am like, did I? Miss? <laughs> like I'm still so excited. But um, we went to see the Aristocats uh, together. No. That's yes. amazing. We went to see that. Not the Bob Saget, rest in peace version, the animated oh, cartoon. Of course. Yes. Of course. And, and it was great. And then nothing ever came of that relationship. And then I had a crush on another boy who I chased around the pool. He didn't love that. So it was tough. I think being a nerdy, funny kid, it's like, and then the romance just stopped for, you know, many years. And your assistant went to Barnard, so she can tell you what that was like in school. I mean, 
not great. I'm um, so curious. You're, you're being called out right now because uh, you went you went to Barnard, of course. Was it was it like a was there like a ooh was it a drought? When it came to like romance at Barnard, What's, or was there a lot? I mean, I don't know her, by the way, so maybe it wasn't for her, depending. Getting it on with each other, and then Columbia's right across the street. People, she says people were getting on with each other okay. at Barnard, and, and, and that Columbia like, was right across the street. She's like a cocky bitch. I love her, but what a cocky bitch. I'm sorry. <laughs> You've been called a cocky B. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't getting it on with a lot She says she was not getting it on. But you were on the soccer team, weren't you? Not, not there. Not there. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, where? Like yeah, Andover? I was like very. And I was very newly gay. No, yeah, she said Andover. She just called you out and said Andover. No, she was she's she's West Coast privilege. Are you Ooh, yeah. Harvard Westlake? Yeah. No, no Northern California. Uh, Northern Look at the judgmentalist at work. The judgmentalist oh, <laughs> is at work. Work. Let me tell you. What's your work. assistant's name? What's her first name? <laughs> Olivia. Oh, Olivia. We, we established that. Tell Olivia that I bet you she has some opinions also on Harvard West. Like, because. Okay. She's saying that you would have opinions about Harvard, Harvard West. Like, even though she determined wrongly that that's where you went to school. I mean, she was. I heard. Lick Wilmerding High School. You went to where? Lick Wilmerding. <laughs> Honey, that's where you went to college. That. That's Barnard, baby. Lick Wilberty. <laughs> what are you talking about? Honey, that's Barnard. She's getting confused. That was, <laughs> Lick Wilberty? That was Lick. not on my finger. That's a real place? Yeah, Lick Wilberty. That's not in San Francisco? On. I cannot. Uh, all right. All right. Okay. That, in, that went off the rails. Pancho? I wasn't expecting. What did she major in? Just last question. What, did, what was last question? Yes. What was your major? Uh, theater. Oh, wait. Theater. Did she have the... Unofficial minor. She wonders... I'm on such a good relay, man. She wonders. You're really doing well. Okay. I have to apologize. I'm a 90s kid. What's up? I forget the name of the professor. There was an Asian theater professor who asked her that. I I hope I, you know, who. Did you have an Asian theater professor? And if so, she forgets uh, his his name, their name, their name. I know he's a white man named Clint, I think. It's a white man named Clint. I never Big met that man. Here. I never met him. any white man named Clint <laughs> on the Barnard campus <laughs> or was at Lake Wilberty. <laughs> or was it Target? I, I have to say this. I would walk by. I, I, I like spent my summers at Columbia because okay. I was like, they had like student housing there. And then I would work at Nacho Mama's. I don't know. Oh, if my you guys God. You did? <laughs> yes. Yes. That yes, was such a popular place. It was a real shit. Yes. Hole. So funny. It was. It, yeah, I saw a rat doing laps in the in the like in the um, oh, salsa once. Yeah, it was really bad. But it, it, don't don't ever go there. Is it still open? I don't know. No, 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 no. So, it was a it was a horrible job. I was a bar back and a busboy, and people asked me if I was mute, and that's oh, how no. you know. Yeah, they that's how you know if uh, you have a good job. So anyway, I delivered. I would deliver food. For, you want to talk about rom com heartbreak? By the way, I delivered food at Nacho Mama's, and one. Night, this this beautiful girl walked in with her friends and like she paid me some attention and I was like, oh, my God, this is love. And then I remember like she would keep coming back and I'd like give her extra guac or whatever. And then like and then one time I had to deliver some food to the Columbia campus and Columbia had like frats or whatever, which is ridiculous. So so I'm I'm delivering this early morning, like whatever, breakfast burrito. and it's the it's the girl. No. It's her. Aww. And I was like, this is 
kismet. This is fate, you know? And then um, her boyfriend knocks the door open. is like, thanks a lot, bro. And he's, he's just full on in his underwear. And I was like, ugh. And he slammed the door in my face no. with a tip. Yeah, that was Nacho Mama's. And I just didn't come back to work. And her name again. was Kate her Blanchett. Name? Kate Blanchett. <laughs> <laughs> that lady today. Is Kate That Blanchett. woman today. Wait, yes. I hate that for you. But also. Don't look up. Don't look up. By yes, the way, I ahead. like that movie controversially. Yeah. Let me say this. Uh, yeah. Columbia Frats. And I and by the way, and I am pretty sure you went to Brown University, if I'm not mistaken. I remember I did. that. I did. Yeah. So we have to talk about that. because I was going to ask you about that anyway, because the Columbia Ivy League experience was so such bullshit in the sense that like you're in New York. So you have to be a fucking asshole to like be in any sort of frat or sorority. It's just true. You have to be like the most basic piece of shit. And I'll say it. I hope they're all listening now. I'll say it. It's true. So that guy obviously was horrible and I'm sure she also was, but the Brown university to me is interesting because I've met people from there. So people I went to high school with went there. Um, and they're very mixed bag of folks. They're funny. Uh, Brian Foss. Yes. I don't know if you know Brian, who I love. Brian. I know Brian Brown. Foss. Yeah, adore him. Yeah. But I've just met some people, and I'm like, hmm. So you're you're the Brown University people, you know? You're the Brown University people. You're the, you're the example. Um, Walk me can through I give you school. Some some, yeah. some highlights, please. Chris Hayes from MSNBC. Good man. Oh, I love him. Chris Hayes. Okay, was in a class with him. Brian Foss was a year below me. Love that guy. We we just spoke about him. Tracy Ellis Ross. Um, she, I, have, I have a bad story about her. Do you not wow. want to hear it? I've never <laughs> no, told I, this story publicly. Lay it, on I me. Have, lay it on me. I have never told this story publicly, <laughs> but I just, I feel like I have to share it with you because oh, no. I've had enough. I've had enough. <laughs> Let me say this about Judgmentalist Ross. Judgmentalist, no. <laughs> no. Part three you know what? I have a better one <laughs> yes. for you. I'll say it. Thinking, okay, I'm going to tell the story. It's a really good story. I'm going to tell the story, giving her the benefit of the doubt, because I'll look at it from the other side. I'll look at it from the other side. But now okay. take it from me and like now be in my shoes as it's happening. And then you tell me how you feel. Yes. Jordan Carlos, comedian. Okay. Yeah, sure. Union I'm, Hall, end of January. No judgments. I'm at the Vanity Fair Oscar party. Now that's, that's a start. Yes. Any, any start. <laughs> are you are you near the VF insignia on the floor that I've wanted to stand near my whole life? Um, you're funny. I was in front of it because I was the piece of shit interviewing those who stood in the insignia. Uh, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Go. 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 And yes, I worked the picture. VF. I will say this. Vanity Fair has always been very good to me. I really love everyone who works there. And I yes. worked that red carpet a couple of times. And afterwards, they very. It was like letting in Cinderella stepsisters. They were like, "You can go in for twenty minutes," and they'd be like, "Amazing." <laughs> but I mean, I would look pretty. Like I had a gown, and I'd get hair and makeup. Like I looked great. the part. No, I looked. Yes. The part. Anyway, I'm there, and somehow I. St- and by the way, at this point. I had been on The View, and the only reason why I bring that up is because mm-hmm. it's an important... Call for applause. I mean, you, you can back. clap if you want. I'll just say it. But what I'll say is All that right. I do think it's an important thing to bring up because, like, I had been on TV before. It wasn't like I was... Not that it would matter otherwise, but you know what I mean? Like, I was someone who had done something that was accomplished at that yes. point. Yes. So I'm there and I'm by the uh, bar and Gabrielle Union, who lives in Miami, which is where I'm from, was next to me. And we started chatting and she could literally not have been better. Like she was so funny. I love her. Yeah. A, obviously dropped it gorgeous. But 
just funny and we we're talking about Miami and we were laughing and we really it was maybe four minutes like it wasn't like I was you know chewing her ear off or anything like that sure. Tracy Ellis Ross comes over and with her back to me cuts oh. in between us okay and has oh. her back to me and like doesn't look at me and I see her saying I, I don't know what she says but I see Gabrielle going no I'm fine it's okay I'm okay like she was clearly stepping in like do you need to be saved from this person uh. Oh. And Gabrielle, and by the way, I'm, I mean, why she didn't know who I was. It's fine. She was doing the right thing. She thought I was a fan in that way. I, who knows? But it was such an ugly way to do it. There are ways where you can grab someone and be yes. like, oh my God, I have to ask you a question. Something. And she just did it in a way that I thought, and I know Diana's her mom. I get it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jordan and Carlos, how would you feel about someone if they did that? I didn't love it, to be honest. And I've held it against her ever since. Go on. Can I, can I say something now? Please. Can I say something now? I'm can I you. say something now? Okay. Okay. First of all, Brown makes mistakes. Okay. All right. Brown makes mistakes. <laughs> just like Harvard makes mistakes. <laughs> I Harvard love you so graduate. Much. <laughs> yeah. Henry Kissinger went to Harvard. Please. Bobby Jindal went to Brown. We want a refund. Okay. Wow. And Tracy Ellis Ross. Tracy Ellis Ross. I'm refunding that right now. No, come on. I will not have it. I will not abide it. <laughs> Jordan, it I was an ugly thing it. to do. It wasn't nice. It was that's so hideous. It was so that's rude. So awful. And by the way, and Gabrielle, that's even so if she was miserable, here was the other thing is that if you really wanted to help your friend out, even if yeah. she was completely miserable with me, she was still <laughs> facing me. So she couldn't be like I guess she's an actor. She could have been like, what? No, like she could have done that. But we actually, it'd it'd been four minutes. It just, it it rubbed me so the wrong way. And every time I see her selling her stuff and in her ads and everything, I go, she's not nice. And I want the world to know. I know I'll never work again, but I had to tell my truth. No, you have to, no, no, no. Let it be known. And, and by the way, listen, that is like Michael Showalter. Here we go. Who went to Brown and has Uh the most cat, like cat energy in the world. Would never do that. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's he has the, the most tidy cat cat energy in the world. But Mike would never do that to anybody. What if Michael yeah. Showalter had had stepped in between me and Gabrielle Union? Like Gabrielle, do you need me to help you get out of this? Like my whole sounds. Oh yeah. my god. But yeah, I'm was- sorry. I, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I just I, it just looked like you're drowning. Yeah. Thanks, Wait, Joe. What was for Brown sure. like for you, though? Because was it pretentious? Did you blend? Uh, did you learn a lot? What was your experience? I'm curious because I think oh. it's the best school. Oh, it was definitely like I felt like. Um, oh my god, I felt like the character in The Great Gatsby. When, um, uh, the main character, not the not Gatsby, but but the, the narrator, where you're just like I'm in it, but not of it, right. and like. You, um, I was coming from the South. I didn't know how to layer clothing. I'm sure coming from Miami, you'd never layered clothing Ever. in your life. Then also, like, you're hanging out with Rothschilds. You're hanging out with, with uh, you know, I, I met, like, a Vanderbilt. Like, you know, I mean, they're my friends now. Longtime friends. But, <laughs> no, but, You've changed. But you're meeting these. Okay, yeah, God. I, I've changed. Yeah. I've changed. I'm worth their time. No, um, but you're meeting these people. And, of course, you get so insecure. Mm. Um. I was just a spectator and I learned more outside of the school than inside of the school. What I learned about school was even if you're like, if you're like, if you're connected, you're going to make it in the world. And if, if you're just like some, you know, knuckle dragon hick from, from Dallas, Texas, you better work that much harder. And it was grueling. I mean, it rained there like all the time. I didn't, I didn't really want to be there. There was like no place for a black man to get his haircut. 
Wow. Michelle, it was, it was a, every stop on the struggle bus. Like it was crazy. It, so, and I didn't have a car and it was, it wow. was just rough. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in fall, yes, it's pretty, but like, I'm in no great hurry to get back there, but I'm really hoping my kids get in. Come on, Brown. That's why I keep <laughs> yeah. giving we'll, money. We'll scrub this. We're going to change that. I'm going to be like, can you say there were so many places for you to get your hair cut there? Like, we just changed the narrative. There were- <laughs> can you just redo there that? There was literally yeah. just black students cutting each other's hair. Like, it was like like we were in prison or something No, like are that. you serious? But, um, uh, yeah, that's wow. that's how, like, out of touch... Like it was, it was, I'm sure it's much better now, but like, I would much rather have my daughter go to like Smith where my, where my wife went. Oh, it's just, it's just so much <laughs> just because it's, it's a good school. Because it's, it's a good school. Yeah, I love course. it. You know, I mean, Frederick von Olmsted like designed it. It's so pretty. The campus, wow. do you see what I'm doing? I'm totally getting my daughter in the school. Um, so but genius. it's just like the campus is so pretty. It's em- empowering, you know, like, and I just, I mean, I feel like people like, I think Ruth Simmons went to Smith. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Or she was the president. But like, but I feel like it's a place where like my wife went there and she's not afraid at all of men. And like, I want that for her. I just, my college experience is just like, ugh, take it or leave it. And like, Mm. I didn't really learn that much. And so I'm kind of like an autodidact and I learned so much more out of school. Yeah. And uh, you have the name. I mean, listen, I feel like. Just yeah, to be able to say that's it's it. you have the name and and it actually that is worth I hate to say this because like I have a niece who's going to college and it's been a big thing about where if it's right. wor- like I was about to go to the University of Florida and then I was actually waitlisted at Barnard and then I didn't do shit about it and then they just let me in which I was like amazing but then I failed my wow. statistics class and I started on academic probation that's a little my my teacher thought really? my name was Colleen because my last name is Colin. <laughs> And it was a problem for me, so I just stopped going. That's a true story. Like, oh, in statistics class? Yes. <laughs> so I was like, amazing. what are the odds I ever come back? Zero. What's, what's the Gini coefficient on that? Um, wow, look at you. Damn, okay, you so learned good. something at Brown, honey. Come on. I, well, I, I tried. Come on. I tried to, well, they were spending a lot of money for me to be up there to fuck around. Yeah. So I was just like, ugh, I, I had to do better. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, what I learned was what I didn't want to do. And I think it's the most important part of college. Like, I, I got I got a degree in business. Uh, I was going to go to, like, Wall Street. And then I oh, said, God. like, last minute, yeah, I didn't want to do it. And so I, you know, pursued comedy, as you know. And But along the way, you had to, like, build the car as you drove it. And because of that, I felt a little, like, stutter-stepped. But, but that's okay. Like, it was a bit of a stagger start. But now I'm in a good place. Like, which yeah. brings me to where I am now, Michelle. Like, oh, my God. How do we do that? Um, he keeps, I just have to. <laughs> let me I hop on my points. segue. He keeps side-eyeing his assistant. By the way, when you said it before, I thought you were kidding. And I'm only saying that because I've never in my whole life had an assistant. So, you're like, yeah, let me ask my assistant. What are you talking like, about? In my life, I've never had an assistant. I've had, like, producers, Michelle. which, you know, and shows and, like, yeah. uh, but never. I've never hired someone to, like, help me do shit ever. I, first of all, um, Olivia talked me into being my assistant because, like, the first time she got me, like, she got me a fucking juice and I almost cried. Oh like, because I, I I'm so used to doing things myself. Yes. Like, I can't. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then, like, relenting and giving up that, that kind of, like, control is, like, it, it was so much. And I was like, I can't afford this, but I can. And so, like, <gasps> it was just, for, you know, for the first time, 
I've been able to do it and she's totally worked out so much in my life and wow. I, I feel so much the better about it. Yeah. So should I get um, one? Should I get an, what would they should do? Should you get one? What would they do for me? What would they do for you? What wouldn't they do? Like she had a chai waiting for me. She's like, let me know five minutes before you come so I can go down and get the chai. What? Sure, bud. She's got water over here. Okay. She's, she's just giving you liquids like- so far, which I respect. <laughs> but literally every single example has been juice, chai, water. I'm waiting for her to do some other I'm shit mostly, at some point. Yeah. I'm mostly liquid. That's my needs, grad, mostly liquid. <laughs> <laughs> my, my needs are mostly liquid based. Yeah. Um, no, she's, emails. Uh, I'm going to have her send emails, uh, wow. like according schedules, uh, let's see, I'm doing a dinner like Ooh. this weekend that we've been like, that was like long-term planning. So doing that, like just making sure that everything flows easily oh because God. I'm, I'm all thumbs at this stuff. I'm all thumbs, you know? God, I really know. You know, Jordan, you really got me thinking here. I'm, I'm like, I spend all day returning packages to ASOS. If I could pay someone <laughs> to do that for me, think about how much work I could do. I mean, like, that's 90% of my day is taping those black and white plastic bags up and then just toting them Absolutely. to the post office. I would love Everybody it. knows. Hmm. Yeah, but Genuinely. everybody knows. Like, when my wife gets stuff, she's just a, she's a Brooklyn, New Yorker. Like, when my wife receives a package... Like from online shopping. What? I believe. Did you say this? It's it's the beginning of the conversation. It's just the beginning of the conversation when she receives the clothes. I don't think I like, said it, I but I understand. That, that wasn't your bit. Was it that my wasn't bit? Your bit? I don't I know. Like, I have so many bits. Yeah. Who the hell even knows? Yeah, go on. So many bits. Which go into your hour, which is what we're here to talk no, about. Jordan, but it's a low key intervention. Please <laughs> produce it with me. Like, have your assistant help you help me <laughs> produce it. I would love that. Honestly, I'm not even kidding. I'm having so much fun. I actually just looked at my clock because I I'm not joking that a thought I had was I'm going to be really sad when this is over. <laughs> I'm ve- yeah, I me too. I thought I mean, that. I'm like, oh no, only I- 20 minutes left. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, listen, she, I mean, she's right here, so I have to say nice things. No, but. She's, yeah, but she is, she's the most, uh, and I try to be like a, a European boss. I'm like, no emails after seven. Um, I love that. Get That's this, not European. Like, we have to. Excuse me. Really? In France? Jordan, <laughs> hold on a minute. Now I'm going to be like Olivia's union rep. Europeans stop working at four o'clock. I tell you this, I had to get a pair of boots yes. repaired. These motherfuckers, they open at like 10, 15, then close at 11.30 for lunch. They're closed until 2.30. You have to look at, and then 2.30 to like five o'clock. So European, seven yes. is nice, but it's, you're a nice American boss. You're not European. I'm a nice American boss. Yes. I'm try- aspiring to be European. I just heard okay. in France, there was a law that you could not send work emails after 7 p.m. Oh my God. And, but- yeah. Well, but I guess, she's such a hard worker. She don't care. I guess the French shouldn't fuck off after all. Can you imagine? I hate the French. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> it's the only group of people you can openly say that you hate. And like everyone is like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the only group I could say like, I fucking yeah. hate the French. And people are like, yeah, they're the worst. Yeah. Mother, I don't even we, say that about the Germans, okay? And you know my path. <laughs> I don't hate the Germans. I fucking hate the French. I'll tell you that. Mm-mm-mm. What do you... Do you hate most about the Germans, or I'm sorry, do you hate most about the French? What I hate most about the French is I speak pretty good French. And when I go to Paris, I'll speak, I'll speak, you know, I'll understand and I speak it. And then they're just back with the English at me, (gasps) like, like a kind of like weaponized English. And I'm just like, God 
damn it. Condescending. Like, I am doing my, yeah, it's, it's not, it's no bueno. And it's, it's not appealing. Um, I don't get it. And, but Paris is still beautiful. You know, it's, it's not just my the town. That are in it. It's just not my town. It's and not I your was, town? It isn't my town. I know. I have uh, friends who live there who I, who I do like um, very much, mm-hmm. but uh, it's really not my town. And their version of being funny, first of all, Jerry Lewis is like the biggest <laughs> fucking piece of shit of all time, and they worship him. He's literally the fucking most disgusting person. Sorry to all those sick kids. He's horrible. Okay, he's like the Tracy Ellis Ross of the telethon community. Yes, I'm joking. I think he went to Brown actually. Did he? <laughs> he went to, no. 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 <laughs> I'm so. Stupid! <laughs> I'm literally so dumb. I was like, "What? Yes. This is crazy!" The judgmental strikes again. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Yeah. No, but when no. they try to be funny, the French, in my experience, my limited experience, because it also doesn't. Oh, by the way, that often I love that. I love Michelle. Just to stop you for a moment, Please. I love the TED talk in my experience that you just put out there. You're like, let me just qualify the statement I have by to. saying these three magic words so you can't argue with me. In my experience, please go ahead. That's really funny. And by the way, before yes. my hour, I would yeah. like to do a TED talk. So have Olivia also working that for me. I will pay uh, yeah. her. I will pay her. Okay. TEDx. It's coming. Shy yes. budget through the freaking roof. This girl is going to be knee deep in freaking chai. She doesn't even know what's coming. Extra spacey, extra creamy, anything she wants. Yes. Um, <laughs> they think they're funny, Jordan Carlos, but they're actually just fucking pieces of shit. And you're like, you're actually like the British will insult you, but it can be funny. Like, mm-hmm. Once in a blue moon, it oh, goes too oh. far, but the British have it weaponized yes. in the funniest way. The French aren't funny. So like when they come at you, you're like, wait, <laughs> you literally just said I'm fat. Like you didn't, there's no twist on it. Like I need, give me something else. And they're like dying laughing. You're like, wait, wait, wait. You just come in like a fat like slut. <laughs> That's not a joke. <laughs> you know, anyway. Oh my God. Yeah, well, this, no, no, no. I, I want to know the names of who hurt you. Oh God. I, I, I'm going to show up to their fucking door. You have right to extend your kidneys. heart out because I know you got a heart out. It's we got to be here all day, I honey. You have a heart out. I know everyone's I, hurt I me. Do. You know that. You know that. No. <laughs> but you were you were you're you're at least licking your wounds in the most mm-hmm. beautiful place in the world in Italy because, <laughs> because I don't know I don't know what town you're in. I, I have no idea, but it's like a Wes Anderson film. Meets like Mamma Mia. I don't know what the fuck. That's so nice. Wait, you have to say the ceilings. Yeah. I'm in Florence, but look at the ceilings in this You're Airbnb. F- look uh, how beautiful. Uh, the furniture's wow. ugly, but this room is just yes. from 15th the century. Mi- Stunning. Yeah, Michelangelo is like a model lived there or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just like spent his days. Yeah. Yeah, she was like coked up all the time. She was just like, I'm making. <laughs> Minky, I don't want to get out of that. I don't know what I'm doing right now. His model makes me laugh. His model, absolutely. Um, I we listen. Turn, let's turn the lens back to I, you. I, turn me? the lens okay, back fine. to you. Can we talk right. about what you're working on? Because you have shows through the roof. I feel like you are a mogul. That's why you have an assistant. It makes sense. <laughs> you're doing this AMC show, which I love yes. the concept of the show, and I feel yes. like it's just so timely and so funny. You're hosting the show. I, you better be on camera. I'm going to have some words. I'm hosting a show. Yes. Um, I only have it because people like you aren't available. Uh, uh, but it's, wait, also, it's, that's <laughs> literally, that's actually the funniest thing you've said. Sorry, this whole hour that I'm not available. I am so hyperactively available. I'm living in Italy because I'm so available that I'm like, I, I'm not going to be available in a town where people don't want me. I'd rather, you know what I mean? So, okay, back to you. Uh, okay. That's kind, whatever you're saying. But Go on. Here's, the, here's what happened. I've got this show. It's called Can We Talk About This? It's about like 
the most problematic elements of the movies that we still love. It's the sweet, it's the sour of it all. Um, we've had amazing guests. We've had Ava DuVernay. We're going to, um, uh, we, yes, uh, we, we just had um, Mario Cantone on who talked Love about him. Saturday Night Fever. He's got feelings about that. We had John Lovett from Love It or Leave It. Um, like, so it's, it's so much fun. We talk about the movies that we still love. Despite the fact that they're just there's so many problems with them, but um, you know, be it like Forrest Gump, be it Lethal Weapon, oh God. it doesn't matter. Forrest yeah, Gump, Mario, yeah, Forrest Gump. I mean, what's to say? Like, what's to say? There's so much. Now, it, it just, now it would be yeah. like, um, okay, we have an open casting call for neurodivergent. That's a word that I had to use so many times. I know it now. I actually think it sounds really pretty. I'm like, I want to be neurodivergent. Um, the, it, Tom Hanks playing that. What about? I mean, think of the parts like. Cuba in radio, yes. like the fact that radio got made. Yeah, I, I don't even <laughs> radio. My eyeballs right now. I'm like Felix the cat clocking. Like I cannot believe <laughs> riding the bus with my sister with X View host Rosie O'Donnell. Who said to Rosie? And it's like I get it. You want your, you know, oh Emmy, whatever it is, limited series. Yeah. How please. could they not? How could someone just not stop in the middle of production and go no? This is horribly wrong. How could they do it, Jordan? I think movies like Radio and Sam I Am, I think finally people were awaking to the fact that this is a formula and paint by numbers. You know what yes. I'm saying? That They were like, yeah, this is like, they're like, uh, you're just trying to get an award with this. So um, those movies, thankfully, have not been on the roster. But um, there have been some, like, you know, there have been some bangers in there that that I've really enjoyed. You have to look back at like Mr. Mom. I, like I just I hadn't seen Mr. Mom in forever, and the premise of Mr. Mom is that like uh, the mom goes away for like a week and the dad can't handle it. He puts four pounds of washing detergent in the washing machine, four pounds, and then like the then the ter- the exterminator comes and he just loses his mind. He can't handle two things at once because he's a dad. Yeah. And then like, um, yeah, but that was like a premise in the early eighties. Just like dad can't do it. And, um, wait, I'm like, it's, I'm like, I can't yeah. wait. I got to watch it. Like you're talking about you gotta it, like watch that. it. I got to see this thing. Yeah. Go on. But it's, it's such a fun, sh- it's such a fun show because it's like, you know, you're just getting like paid to watch the movies that you grew up with. I had so much fun. Like me and Michelle Buteau, yeah. uh, we, we did, um, pretty woman. And, oh. and basically I was like all these problematic, problems with a pretty woman you know it's like it's a rescue fantasy da, 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 da. michelle of course um like turned it on its ear had all the producers like feeling her side of it that she was like she's like she's like you know i don't know i love every minute of it every frame of it i don't have a problem with it you know because it's michelle buteau and by the end people are eating out of her hand yeah. and i was like god damn it i'd taken all these notes you know and it was all for not but it was, also it was all for women not. i mean she's right because women love pretty women like i think you yes. know honestly let's be real <laughs> i'm trying to put this in a way where you know what is online dating <laughs> if not modern day pretty woman like let's really talk about it no what i'm saying is think about it no hear me out like not for me but i'm saying this is starting to sound like the conversation that i had yes go ahead please go ahead it's like online dating yes because i'm saying that like think about it okay okay she was you know he was gorgeous he wasn't sleazy he was not, even though he hired a prostitute, I don't think he was sleazy. 
I'm sorry. If you knew what these guys that I'm going out with in Italy are like, R- Richard Gere is like uh, Prince Charming. I'm trying to think of something funny. Like I almost said Prince Andrew. Can you imagine? No. He's like, <laughs> he's like Prince, a regular Prince Andrew, a real charmer. No, he's like so suave and he doesn't make her feel gross. Except for <clears throat> one time when she left. You know what I mean? But. Yeah. He's really nice to her and she's obviously beautiful and stunning. Like every girl watching that is like, I wish I looked like Julia Roberts. There's not a woman who doesn't envy her beauty in that movie. And I'm like, and she's funny. She's like a tough talking gal. I love that movie and I would love to be her in it. Jason Alexander is the only person that's honest with her in the film. And though he's a creep in it, he's honest. And then he just like stops. He throws Jason Alexander out on his ass. He's like, she's a prostitute. Not to say that sex workers shouldn't find love, but I don't know if it should be like that. I, I'm not sure if it should be in that manner. I just I know, but you it's know, like not to- they had chemistry. Uh, oh my listen. god! Yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Now yes. you're also working um, with. Uh, I almost called her Phoebe Bridges. Can you imagine? This is like the kind of day I'm having. I'm working with Phoebe Waller Bridges. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> too many Phoebe's. It's like Olivia's. There's too many Olivia's, too many Phoebe's. Phoebe's um, Phoebe Robinson, yeah. very funny uh, yes. author and comedian. Um, yes. And she's turning her book into a show and you're working on it. That's right. Um, it's called Everything's Trash. It's so much fun. And Phoebe and I uh, are playing brother and sister on the show, but I'm oh also God. writing on the show, which is really, it's, it's great. It's just like, love to be on both sides of the cam cam. It's really cool. Like, <laughs> auditioning with Phoebe was amazing. I oh. forgot, the, you know, like it's, well, not, not you forget, but because of quarantine, you forget like how much actual chemistry you have with your friends and That's how true. much fun you can have together. And, uh, and it's just the culmination of so many things, you know, she's like a rocket ship. She's just taking off. She's off. She's doing great. Yeah. But like, um, I used to drive her home from shows and she would just tell me about all these things she wanted to do. She wanted to have a book imprint. I was like, sure, do that. Um, what but like you know and that has she one was and has one yeah and, yeah and and was able to do it and and to be able to now help her with this is it's incredible i it love really that is, it's great Ugh, yeah. you know it's also nice because it's like every generation of comics if that makes any sense like the people that you came up with are like this weird family in a way you keep those friends basically for the rest of your career so yeah you know and it's it's so uh it's just an amazing experience to get to work with people who you've i mean you've probably been performing certainly with michelle because michelle has been around since we were all starting to like for kids i mean 15 years 20 years it's got to be forever yeah Absolutely. The first time, like, me and Michelle really deeply connected and became friends, like, she was doing stand-up at the Village Lantern, hold for applause, and the, <laughs> with me, and then this, I was like, she she was really sad. I'd never really seen her that down. I was like, what's oh. the matter? She's like, I invited this, this guy to the show, and then the guy invited <gasps> a date. <gasps> and I then am. he was in the... <laughs> I am actually like, I'm going to text her after this and be like, okay, weird. We have to rewind. I mean, she's now married with children. Like she's doing fine, but oh my God, I would have lost. How do you perform in front of that? That's awful. Well, that's the thing she did and she did well. And then after I followed her and then like, I just read him for filth. Um, I didn't even really do my act. Yeah. I was just so out What did you call out what he did? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we just became besties after that. Oh, 
I, by the way, he's here. No, I love that joke. He, and he's here. <laughs> now, right. <laughs> and his name it's is Ron really- Howard. Ron. <laughs> Ron. <laughs> um, he's sorry about that. Sorry about backdraft. <laughs> yes. yes. That's hysterical. Wow. I love yeah, that. Because yeah. you're a real one, George. Like you just, you know, it's funny. There's so few people in this business who like, I, I don't know. I've never heard a negative word in my life said about you. Like, that what? is like that never may I drop I finally I finally did and it's so refreshing somebody was saying that like uh, there was this one comic who had just I, he remain nameless but he'd he'd been uh, yeah he'd been jumped on the subway and I, I was know. worried about him and I saw him and I was like hey man are you okay and he was like he was he was like oh my god Jordan me and my friend were just talking about you and we did an impression of you that, you, that you're like a narc and you have this positive energy. And I was like, that, thank God. <laughs> Look, I'm that's so not, happy to hear. That's that not at even least talking something. shit. I, I, <laughs> do you understand the things people say about me? That's nice. That is nice. Okay, go on. That's because they're, je- let me tell you something. Go on. They, they hate, they hate us because they ain't us. They're jealous of you. You're rapier wit. Like, by the way, Michelle Collins, like I have the biggest professional crush on you what? because of just the connection between your brain and your mouth is amazing. Oh my the God. things that you know, the things that the references that you make, I'm like, burn the joke book and which should just be the name of your special. Um, no, honey, it's like, the judgmentalist. You're not so understanding ju- <laughs> me. Listen, I, listeners, we're not editing this out. Listen to me. You're laughing. I know you're busy. You got all these liquids around you and all these shows that you're working on. <laughs> we need to pitch a show. I'm not being funny. Like this Call hour with you just yeah. now has been, yeah. I'm not even just saying this to you because you're being so sweet to me. Probably the most fun I've had in months. I'm not just saying that. Like I am having the best time with you and I'm just saying like, oh. let's make a show. I really would in a minute. I would, Yes. Yes. If you really want to do this, I will do this. I with swear you. in my life. If you really want to do this, I will do this with you. Yes. And we can find the right format because what it is, is the kernel is there of the judgmentalist. And I absolutely love uh, uh, so it. So funny. Jordan Carlos has to leave. Oh he's what we call a professional hard out because he's a busy man. And I'm very grateful that you spared an oh. hour for me today. I really mean that because um, I know how busy you are. We've learned so much. We've learned that Brown makes mistakes. Um, and we've added another person to that list. We've seen just we've how life a lot it of really shit, is. Huh? Amazing. We talked a lot Damn. of shit at the end because I love it. Because you got to, you got to, you know, Bon Pranzo, Bonacera. Did I just say good lunch? I'm sorry. You said but Bon like, Pranzo, <laughs> and I literally said, hmm. Does Allison Roman cook that? It sounds really good. Jordan on Twitter is Jordan Carlos on Instagram. Jordan Carlos official. But listen, forget that. Go see him live. And you're doing your hour at Union Hall, right? I am. And I'm still doing it. Absolutely. And the name is, say the name one more time. Are you still doing stand-up, Jordan? Yes, I am. It's so funny, Jordan. Listen, you can go, I guess, go to unionhall.com. I'm assuming to buy tickets. Um, January 30th and Thursday, February 6th. Please, everybody, anywhere near New York, I don't recommend you see people that often. You have to go see Jordan Sauer. You are so, so funny. And honestly, your success, every, all the goodness that comes to you is because you're so good and lovely. And that's just true. Uh, and I, I feel the like mirror to you. I accept that. And I yeah. feel like the exact same way Aww. about you. I, I think the earth is a better place because you're in it. Jordan. And I, there aren't that, there aren't that many public intellectuals left in this world, especially ones with you who have almost like an Algonquin round table type wit. 
And I just love that you're you're out there in this space and making it happen. Just say something. That's this it. is this is I'm just gonna call it. This has been one of my favorite episodes of the show we've ever done. I'll say it. Um, <laughs> I adore you, Jordan. And listen, good luck at your more important meeting at noon. But everybody go <laughs> listen, go uh follow Jordan, go see Jordan live, and uh, when your projects come out, I'll promote the hell out of them and I just adore you have a great day and guys thanks, thanks for listening to Midnight Snack I'm Michelle Collins you can follow me if you like at Mishcall if you want to leave a review if you like the podcast do that everyone DMs me I'm like don't DM me leave her like publicly DM the world and let everyone mm-hmm. know right mm-hmm. how did you add that heart um, I've never seen that before oh underreaction <laughs> Under reactions. What? <laughs> yeah, reactions, reactions. That's the most fun ever. There you All right. <laughs> I've never done that before. Okay, Zoom trick. All right, Jordan, I love you. Bye, guys. Thanks right, for listening. Mwah. Midnight Snack is an Earwolf production, executive produced by me, Michelle Collins. Our producer is Anita Flores, and our sound engineer is Sam Kiefer. Special thanks to my friend, Dan Acton. You can listen to our ad-free episodes on Stitcher Premium. For a free one-month trial, use the code SNACK. Please rate and review Midnight Snack and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can follow us on Twitter at MNightSnackPod. That's M-N-I-G-H-T-S-N-A-C-K-P-O-D. I love spelling. Midnight Snackers, we would love to hear from you. Send us your feedback, questions, or topics we should chat about. You can leave us a voicemail on our party line at 331-901-0005 or drop us a line at midnightsnack at earwolf.com. For more of me, tune into The Michelle Collins Show live weekday mornings from 7 a.m. Eastern Time on Radio Andy, Sirius XM 102, and on the Sirius XM app. You can also follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Mishkoll, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear the show every single day, 
Go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.